This is Pastor Rick's Daily Hope, the audio broadcast ministry of Pastor Rick Warren. Today we continue in our Christmas series called Jesus Came to Light Up Your Life. In these messages, Rick shares how Jesus came to earth to enlighten and transform us. But before we get started, we want to let you know that very generous friends of the ministry are offering a $100,000 matching grant. That means every dollar you give right now to help Daily Hope share the hope of Jesus around the world will be matched up to $100,000, making your gift go twice as far. You can find out more by going to PastorRick.com or by texting the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Right now, here's Pastor Rick Warren with part one of a message called, Jesus Came to Light Up Your Life. You know, one of the things I love about Christmas season is all the lights. It's just so amazing. Christmas lights up the world in the darkest season. You know, in the Northern Hemisphere, in December, uh, you know, we had our winter solstice just two days ago, a couple days ago on Tuesday, which was the longest night of the year and the shortest day. And when everything gets darkest, all of a sudden the world lights up. And I love this because First, the lights come on in all of the stores, then it comes on in uh, all of the cities, and then all of the houses put up their lights. Last night, the Warren got theirs up. Uh, We're a little behind, but we, we got it up. Christmas lights up the world. Did you know that light is a major theme of the Bible? The Bible says, God is light, and in him is no darkness at all. The Bible says the first act of creation was, let there be light. Yeah, and Jesus said, I am the light of the world. And on Christmas, the very first Christmas, light played a major role. The angels put on a spectacular uh, light show for the shepherds when they announced, behold, but born this day in the city of David is, is a savior, Christ the Lord. And when the, the wise men followed the star, it was some kind of bright star, we don't know what it was, that led them from the east to the west to find Jesus. Light played a major role because Christmas is a celebration of God's light entering our world. It split history into A.D. and B.C., the single most important event in history, when God came to earth in human form. Now, what does it mean when it talks about God sending Jesus to be the light of the world? Well, look at this first verse there on your outline. John chapter 1, the Bible says this. Before anything else existed, there was Christ with God. He has always been alive and is himself God. He created everything. Did you know that? The Bible says Jesus Christ created everything. Eternal life is in him, and this life gives light to all mankind. Now, would you read with me the rest of the sentence? His life is the light that shines through the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. Now, what does that mean? What does it mean that Jesus Christ is a light to light up all mankind? His light cannot be hidden, it can't be extinguished, and he wants to light up all the darkness. Well, he's not talking about physical darkness here. Obviously, he's talking about spiritual darkness. When I'm separated from God, when I'm trying to do my own thing, I'm in spiritual darkness. When you are separated from God, you're trying to do your own thing, you are in spiritual darkness. It's why things don't make sense to you. It's why you can't figure it out. You go, why is this happening to me? because you're in spiritual darkness at that point. Some of you, you lost your job this year. You were laid off. 
Some of you went through bankruptcy or you had major financial problems. Some of you had relational crises with your husband or your wife, or your children or your boyfriend. Some of you went through a divorce. Some of you had a death of a loved one and you went through a, a, or a cancer treatment or you had all kinds of disease. And there are a lot of different things. Maybe you went through conflict and it's been a tough year. And God has saved the very best for the last. At the end of this year, he wants to light up your life. Now I realize that each of us came to Saddleback Church tonight for Christmas services for a different reason. Some of you came out of tradition. I mean, it's a traditional thing to do. You go to church on Christmas Eve. Some of you came out of habit. You're, you're a regular part of our church family and, and you're here. Some of you came because you were begged by your girlfriend to be here. <laughs> or your boyfriend, or your wife, or your husband. Some of you came, honestly, really felt pressured. You don't want to be here, but you felt obligated to say, oh, okay, I'll go ahead and go. I don't care why you came. You're not here by accident. God wanted you here. And before you were born, he knew you would be here on Christmas Eve because he wants to light up your life in a way that you have never even imagined, in a way that you've never even understood was possible. And he wants to lift the dark clouds off your mind. So I want us to begin tonight with a very simple little prayer. It's a one-sentence prayer. It says, God, I don't know why I'm here tonight, but I ask you to shed your light on me, a little light on me, so I can see you better, so I can see myself better, and so I can see the future better. You know, this week, uh, Newsweek released a national poll that said 89% of Americans say, I believe Jesus was who he claimed to be. 89%. I believe he was the Son of God. I believe that Jesus Christ was God come to earth in human form. So that means that most people in America know why we celebrate Christmas, or they know what happened at Christmas. But I would ask you, do you know the reasons Jesus came? Do you know the reasons he came? Do you know what he came to do? That's what we're gonna talk about tonight. Because once you understand what Jesus Christ came to do, you're gonna get real excited about Christmas. And not only that, you're gonna to wanna to love God, and you're gonna to wanna to know him, and you're gonna to want to trust him, because the five reasons Christ came to earth, the reason we celebrate Christmas, it's all for your benefit. Jesus said, I came as a light into the world. And to help you remember these five different ways of, that Jesus wants to help you, I just took a little acrostic, L-I-G-H-T. We're gonna look at them tonight. L stands for this, he came to light up our minds. Light up our minds and let us know what God is all about. And you say, what do you mean here, light up my mind? Have you ever had a flash of insight and you said, it was like a light bulb went off in my mind? That was called enlightenment. And all of a sudden, something you couldn't figure out before, all of a sudden it made sense. And your light, the light went on, the light bulb went on, and you were enlightened. And all of a sudden things got clear and you go, oh, that makes sense. Now I know why that's happened in my life. Now I can see what God is doing. And you understand it more. You see, the first benefit of knowing Jesus Christ is confusion is replaced with clarity in your life. Things just get a whole lot clearer. You see yourself clearer, you see God clearer, you see life clearer, you see your problems clearer, you see other people clearer, because all of a sudden, the light has been turned on. He says, I am the light of the world. Now, notice a couple of verses up here on the screen. Uh, they're not in your outline, so just look at this. The Bible says, understanding God's word brings light to the minds 
of ordinary people. He says, you know, when you understand this book, God's Word, all of a sudden it becomes clearer what life is all about. Look at this next verse. Satan blinds the minds of people so they cannot see the light, which is the good news about Christ, who shows us what God is like. Now let me ask you, what are you confused about? Are you confused about your future? I don't know what I'm supposed to do next year. Are you confused about a relationship? I don't know how to get on with it. I don't know how to get out of it. I don't know what to do about it. Are you confused about your finances or your health or some other thing? You need to shine God's light into your life. Now notice what Jesus said in John chapter 12. It's there on your outline. Let's read it aloud together. Jesus said, I have come as a light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. Jesus said, I don't want you to be in the dark. I don't want you to be in the dark about life, about yourself or your problems, but most of all, I don't want you to be in the light, darkness about what God is really like. And Jesus Christ came to earth to show us what God is really like. You know, I can't relate to some impersonal force in the sky, but when he comes in human form, then I can understand it. If God had wanted to relate to ants, he would have become an ant. If he had wanted to relate to dogs, he would have become a dog. But he wanted to relate to you, so he became a human being. So you could understand what he's really like. Now, why is that important? Why is it important that I know what God is really like? Well, let me tell you why. Because a lot of your fears, I'm not talking about little ones, your fear of spiders and stuff like that, your big fears. A lot of your fears and a lot of your worries and a lot of your problems are caused because you don't know what God is really like. If you knew what God was really like, you'd worry a whole lot less. If you knew what God is really like, you'd be afraid a whole lot less. You'd be a whole lot less stressed. Because when you don't know what God's like, you know what you do? You tend to avoid him. And when you don't know what God is really like, you tend to run from him. When you don't know what God is like, you tend to be afraid of him. When you don't know what God is like, you don't bring your problems to him, you try to solve them yourself. And so God says, first of all, you got to know what I'm really like. So I'm going to come to earth in human form. Now, you can't love somebody you don't know. And you can't trust somebody you don't know. And if you don't know what God's really like, how in the world are you going to really trust him and love him? You can't. And so God says, I want you to be clear about what I'm like. Why? Because there are an awful lot of distorted images of God today. They're everywhere. Movies are full of distorted images of God. Don't believe anything about God you see in a movie. Okay? Except the passion. Uh, don't, uh, there are books, there are, there are uh, you know, there are all kinds of uh, seminars and tapes. You can get distorted ideas from magazines about God. You can get distorted ideas from your friends about God. You can get distorted ideas about God from your parents. In fact, you can get distorted ideas from God, about God from churches. I've been in some of these churches and I've seen these pictures that they have of Jesus on the wall. Man, it looks like Pee Wee Herman in a wig. You know, some little wimpy, namby-pamby guy with a Tony Home permanent and rouge on his cheeks, and I'm going, and I'm supposed to trust that guy? Not on your life. He doesn't look like he's strong enough to solve his own problems, much less mine. And there are a lot of images of Christ out there in the world that are not reality. And you think, well, why could I trust my life to that person? 
because it's not the real image. You know, often we hear people say, well, my idea of God is. And whenever you hear that, you know they're just guessing. And your guess is as good as mine. My guess is as good as yours. What we need when it comes to knowing what God's like, we don't need guesses. We need the truth. Okay, because it's too important. And when you hear somebody say, well, I like to think of God as, you know, when they say that, they're making up their own little God that they can put in a box and control. I like to think of God as, that means I'm going to make him in my image, not vice versa. No, what you need is the truth, reality. Jesus said this in John 14. Anybody who has seen me has seen the Father. Now that's a pretty arrogant statement, unless it's true. Jesus stands up and says, take a look at me. If you've seen me, you've seen God. Nobody has ever backed up a claim like that except Jesus Christ. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen God. I am God coming to earth so you'll know what God is like. And so we could relate to him. And you know, when God came into the, into the world 2,000 years ago, of all the ways that he could have chosen, he came as a baby. He came into the world the same way every one of us came into the world, by being born into it. Why did he do that? Because he wanted to save us, not scare us. And nobody's afraid of a baby. You see, I could think, if I were God, I could think of 10,000 more significant, more spectacular ways to enter the world. And there are a lot of ways God could have come to earth that would have wowed everybody and scared everybody to death. But he came into the world just like you and I did by being born into it as a baby. First, because he wanted to identify with us. And second, because he came to save us, not to scare us. Now the truth is, you can learn a lot about God without reading the Bible. You can learn a lot about God just in nature. For instance, we know just by looking at nature, that God is, um, God likes variety. Have you figured that one out? God likes variety. If you don't believe that, look down your road. None of us are alike. God loves variety. Did you know that when God started making insects, I'm not making this up, he created over 60,000 different kinds of beetles. You would have thought four or 500 species would have been fine. No, 60,000 different kinds of beetles in the world. John, Paul, George, Ringo, and a whole bunch more that I couldn't name. He loves variety. You know, another thing we know about God just by looking at nature is he's organized. In fact, the more scientists look at the, the uh, universe, we know how in intricately organized it is. And we know now that there are ecosystems we didn't know existed and that there's an, a balance in, in our systems that if anything gets out of balance, it causes all kinds of havoc. We know he's organized. Uh, we know that God is powerful just looking at nature. I mean, when you see a volcano, or a hurricane, or an earthquake, or you see lightning and thunder, hear thunder, and you see a storm, and you realize that God created all of that in the sun, and he's more powerful than what he created. We know God's powerful. But there's some things about God you would never know, except he came to earth 2,000 years ago to tell us through Jesus Christ. For instance, how do you know that God is loving? How do you know that? There's only one way you know it, because Jesus told us that God is loving. How do you know that God is forgiving? Well, you don't, except Jesus told us. Jesus said God is forgiving. How do you know that there's an afterlife after this life and you go to heaven if you accepted Christ in your life? How do you know that? You wouldn't know it. You wouldn't know it in nature. You only know it because of Jesus. And that's why God says in Colossians 1, chapter 1, the Bible says, Christ 
is the invisible image of the visible God. So he says, I want you to know what I'm really like. That's the first reason he came. Now here's the second reason. He came not only to light up our minds, he came to tell us the truth. And he does that by informing us that he has a plan and purpose for our lives. Thank you so much for listening to Pastor Rick's Daily Hope. We've got some incredible news to share with you. Very generous friends have given a $100,000 matching grant to this ministry. That means all this month, every dollar you give to help Daily Hope share the transforming love of Jesus with people around the world will be matched up to $100,000. So $50 becomes $100, $500 becomes $1,000, and so on and so on. Whatever you give today will be doubled by the matching grant up to $100,000, but only till midnight December 31st. Anything not matched will be lost, so please give your best gift today. You can give right now by going to PastorRick.com or by texting the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. We'll say thanks by sending you this year's brand new Daily Hope Prayer Journal. Again, that's PastorRick.com or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Thank you so much for your support. Here's Pastor Rick with a letter from one of our listeners. I want to take a minute and tell you how important your support is to Daily Hope. Your generosity, when you give to Daily Hope, you're helping us take the message of Jesus Christ literally all around the world into many places where there aren't missionaries or churches. Uh, These are called unreached tribes. Now, I'm sure you're familiar with the refugee crisis around the world. Literally millions of people have been displaced from their homes, particularly in the Middle East and in North Africa, because of civil wars and violence. One of those places is South Sudan, where over 200,000 people are living in refugee camps. Now, when people are under tension and in transition, they are more open to the gospel than at any other time. These people who are living in refugee camps right now need the hope of Jesus Christ and the gospel. Now, when you help Daily Hope Radio and Daily Hope Broadcast, we're not only broadcasting across America, but in places like South Sudan, where the station airs our program three times a day. And we're told that many, many people are coming to Christ in this war zone as they listen to these Daily Hope broadcasts. So thanks, thanks to you. Now, let me just read you one testimony that we've uh, received. Here's a note from a woman who's living in a refugee camp there in South Sudan. She said, uh, my name is Joyce, and I'm from the central equatorial state in South Sudan. I lost all five of my children and my beloved husband. This is in the civil war that was going on there, as well as our family possessions during the recent fighting in the capital uh, of Juba. She said, I had planned to commit suicide. There's somebody who needs hope. When I listened to Rick Warren's broadcast, the one called When You Feel Like Giving Up, I got inspired and I dropped the idea of taking my life that very night. And I'll continue to pray God to bless this great preacher. And thank you for giving me hope. Joyce, we're happy to do that. 
And I want to say it's because of the listeners who are giving faithfully every month to Daily Hope. Do you realize that when you give to Daily Hope, you're helping reach people like Joyce? She was going to commit suicide in a refugee camp. Now, isn't God amazing how when you just give what you can give, God takes it and he multiplies it, and he, we reach out to people that none of us could reach on our own. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to pray for Joyce, and today I want you to pray for all of the people who are in refugee camps, and pray that we'll be able to continue to broadcast on these stations, taking the good news of Jesus Christ and hope to people who need it the most desperately. It's your sacrificial giving. It's your prayer support that makes this possible. So thank you for whatever you can do, and God bless you, my friends. Any gift you give will be matched by very generous friends up to $100,000. This matching grant is only available until midnight on December 31st, so please contact us today. You can give right now by going to PastorRick.com or by texting the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. We'll say thanks by sending you this year's brand new Daily Hope Prayer Journal. Again, that's PastorRick.com or text the word HOPE to 800-600-5004. Thank you so much for your support. Be sure to join us next time as we look into God's Word for our daily hope. This program is sponsored by Pastor Rick's Daily Hope and your generous financial support.